Morning, everyone. My name is Tristan. Let's pray together. Father, thanks for Luke's gospel. Uh, thanks for the way that these chapters we've been reading, um, Jesus has been revealing his rescue uh, as he makes his way to Jerusalem. Father, thanks for the, the clarity of that. Please help us, uh, Father, to be all the clearer on who Jesus is as we hear his words to us today. Amen. Well, this part of Luke's gospel reminds me of that story about the American tourists who didn't realise that they were talking to the Queen of England. Uh, do you remember the story? It was big a couple of years ago. These two American tourists were hiking near Balmoral uh, and they ran into the Queen and her bodyguard. Bodyguard's name was Richard. Uh, and they got to talking, but they clearly had no idea who she was. They, they asked this lovely old lady where she lived. Uh, she said, London, but look, I've got a, got a holiday home nearby here. Uh, and they asked how long she'd been visiting the area. She said, about 80 years. And then one of the hikers said to her, oh, have you ever met the Queen? She said, I haven't, but Richard here has. He meets her regularly. These hikers were so excited to have met a guy who knew the Queen that they put their arms around Richard and got the Queen to take a photo of them. Uh, Richard, the bodyguard, though, he did, um, he did take a photo of these two hikers with the Queen herself. Uh, he didn't want them to miss out on realising at some point who they were talking to. I think of it because Richard, the bodyguard, did a, a similar thing to what Luke is doing in this part of his gospel. Luke really wants us to realise who Jesus is particularly wants us to realise the significance of who it is we're talking to and listening to when we talk to and listen to Jesus. Luke wants us to realise that when we hear the words of Jesus, we are listening to the King of God's kingdom. Luke wants us to realise that when we talk to God in prayer, we are talking to someone whose majesty is being made known around the world. That's pretty significant. Luke doesn't want us to miss the significance of talking to Jesus and listening to Jesus. This part of Luke really falls into those two parts. The first part is about who we're listening to when we listen to Jesus. The second part is about who we're talking to when we pray and not missing the significance of those things. Let's start with who we're listening to. Verse 38 of Luke chapter 10. Have a look at it with me. Hopefully you've kept your Bible open there. Verse 38. As they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. It's a neat little story. Uh, two women, uh, Mary, who's intent on listening and Martha, who's distracted. And Jesus gently says to Martha in verse 41, Martha, you're anxious, you're busy with lots and lots of different things, but you really need just one thing. You need what Mary's chosen to do. You need to listen. 
And there's a reason that Martha needs to listen. And that reason is actually flagged for us in the first verse that we read there, verse 38. Martha needs to listen to Jesus because Jesus is on his way. That's a reference to the backbone of this whole segment of Luke's gospel, this whole series of Bible talks that we're doing this term. We're following Jesus as he makes his way to Jerusalem. King Jesus is on his way to his capital. The kingdom of God is near. This is no time to be distracted because with every step that Jesus takes, the kingdom is coming closer. Right now is a critical moment. It is of the utmost importance to listen because this is a critical moment in the mission. The rescuing king is about to establish his kingdom. And in fact, the king himself is right now in Martha's house. And she's busy doing chores. Now, we're not in that situation. We don't live at the time when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. But, but since this time, Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem. And Jesus has taken up his place as God's appointed king and ruler of the universe. Jesus has become God's appointed rescuer. That's why there is so much value today in us sharing Jesus. That's why this year at BPC is all about inviting people to discover Jesus because of who he is, because of what he has done. As Bryson pointed out a couple of weeks ago, we know from the second volume of Luke's book, the book of Acts, that today Jesus is on a mission to the ends of the earth to save people and bring them into his kingdom. Today, we are at a critical moment in the mission as Jesus brings people to know him. And if that's the case, and if we're with Jesus on that mission, then we can't afford to be distracted from listening to Jesus. He is still King Jesus. He is the captain. He's leading the team. He is setting the direction. Jesus is calling the shots. And if we're not listening... There's no way we're going to be effective in sharing Jesus with our family, with our friends, with our neighbours. Uh, so it helps that Martha's so relatable in this story. She's just busy uh, getting the next load of washing on, fixing the garage door, paying the bills, getting the kids organised for swimming carnival, finding some time for exercise, organising the next holiday, serving at church, busy with work, busy with school, busy with friends, busy with family. That's just my week, by the way. Your week probably has its own whole set of things that you've got on your mind. Jesus has some really gentle and loving words for us here. He sympathises. He knows that we're pressed for time. He knows we've got a lot going on. He knows that there's even really good things like serving him. Like Martha like Martha, we might even be busy with serving at church. We might be so busy serving at church that we're completely distracted from listening to Jesus. Jesus is giving you permission, if that is the case, Jesus is giving you permission to let those things go undone. Because listening to him is better than distraction. Because he's the king. Because He's leading his mission. 
his rescue mission to seek and save the lost. And if we're on that mission with Jesus, well, we'll listen, but also when we pray, there's lots that we could ask God for and we should, but at the heart, Jesus says we should pray also for the success of the mission. And that's where Luke takes us next, having talked to us about listening to Jesus. That's now about speaking in chapter 11. Have a look at chapter 11, verse 1. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And so he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now, we'll pause there. Hallowed means honoured. Uh, it's, it's, it's making a big deal of someone. You know, some people have lots of letters at the end of their name. makes a big deal of all their qualifications, and so it makes a big deal of them. Well, here Jesus says, pray that God's name would be made a big deal of. Pray that God's name would be on it. Pray people would know God's goodness. Pray that people would know God's power. And pray that the kingdom would come. Which is exactly what Jesus is doing, isn't he? He's on his way to Jerusalem. He's bringing the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is coming, so pray that the kingdom would come. It's a bit like um, over summer at my place, we've taken to buying Zupa Dupas. And uh, on those really hot summer days, we tell the kids that when they get home from school, they can have a Zupa Dupa. Now, on those days when we promise a Zupa Dupa, what do you think is the very first thing the kids ask for at school pickup time? They ask for the Zupa Dupa. The time has come for the Zupa Dupa. They ask for it. King Jesus is bringing his kingdom, so ask for the kingdom to come. Jesus says, pray for the things that he has said he's doing. Jesus goes on in verse 3, pray for bread each day. Jesus has just sent a whole bunch of disciples out ahead of him on the journey. Uh, you might remember from just a chapter ago, chapter 10, he told them, don't take anything extra with you. Don't take an extra pack, extra clothes, nothing extra. Now he tells them that God will give them what they need each day. Pray for that as they tell people about Jesus. And then he says, pray for forgiveness of sin in verse 4. Forgiveness is at the heart of the kingdom. Jesus has been telling people over and over that if they trust him, their sins are forgiven. Jesus has been healing people and telling them their sins are forgiven. Jesus is going to Jerusalem to make that forgiveness a done deal by dying on the cross, paying the price of sin. It's happening, so pray for it. Pray not to be led into temptation. Jesus will rise all who belong to him will rise to a new life, a life of thankful obedience to him. So pray for that too. The kingdom's coming, so pray for the kingdom to come. And then Jesus tells two funny stories. Uh, first one is to tell the disciples to pray unashamedly, and the second to tell them to pray confidently. First, to, to tell them to pray unashamedly, uh, the first story, it's about waking up your friend in the middle of the night. It's in chapter 11, verse 5. Imagine someone drops into your place at the last minute to stay. 
says Jesus. But you've run out of wheat bix for the next morning, so you go around to another friend's house at midnight and you press on their doorbell and wake them up. They're going to be pretty ticked off, but they'll give you a box of wheat bix just so they can get back to sleep again. The point is, God is so much better than a tired, grumpy friend. In fact, God never sleeps. So don't hesitate to ask God for things. Look at verse 9. Jesus says, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Don't be ashamed to ask God for things. Don't hesitate especially when you're joining Jesus on his mission, when you're asking God to do the kingdom things that he has said he's doing through his son Jesus. If you ask, God's not going to be sleeping. He's not going to be annoyed. He's not going to say no. He's going to gladly do what he said that he will do. He's going to gladly make Jesus king. He's going to gladly forgive people and rescue people into his kingdom. Don't hold back in prayer. Pray big prayers. Pray that Jesus would be king of all. Pray that through Jesus bringing forgiveness to more and more people, God's name would be praised and honoured. Pray that it happened in your family and among your friends and with your neighbours. Don't be afraid to pray that. Pray unashamedly. And pray confidently. Jesus tells another funny story in uh, verse 11 about what parents give their kids. Uh, We've got a birthday coming up in our house in a few weeks' time. It's one of the kids' birthdays. We've got presents lined up. Uh, not going to tell you what they are, just in case the kids are watching online. But I'll tell you what they won't be. We're not going to wrap up some fluff from the vacuum cleaner. Present's not going to be a rock from the garden. It's not going to be a snake from the paddock next door. Jesus says in verse 11, if a kid asks for Lego, what parent gives them drain cleaner instead? If they ask for a Minecraft-themed chocolate cake, what parent's going to give them mashed broccoli? If they ask for an egg, who give them a scorpion? Now, if we even we can get that right... If even we know how to give good gifts, how much more our Heavenly Father? God who's perfect, God who never makes mistakes, God who knows us, God who loves us more than we could ever love anyone. So Jesus says, pray confidently. God will get it right. And we know he'll get it right because he's already given us the very best thing. He sent his son Jesus to Jerusalem. And when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, he gave his life to give us life. He's done everything that's needed for our sin to be forgiven. In fact, God is so good at giving good gifts to his children. He's even given us his Holy Spirit. His own spirit lives in those who belong to him. And God's spirit convicts us and grows us changes us, challenges us, encourages us. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. 
So Jesus says, even pray for God himself to be with you through his spirit. And pray that confidently because God gives his spirit to those who ask. The other day I got two phone calls um, within about five minutes of each other. Both of them were from numbers that I didn't recognise. First one was a scammer. Just hung up straight away, as you do, didn't want to listen. But the second, just a couple of minutes later, was from a friend. And of course I did listen, and I didn't hang up. Notice here in Luke that the reason given, both for listening and for speaking, it's all about who's on the other end of the line. It's all about who it is we're speaking to. That's why we don't want to be distracted from listening. Because we're listening to Jesus, King Jesus, who is leading his rescue mission. That's why we make such a big deal here of reading our Bible and being part of a small group, being part of youth group, Kids for Jesus, all of those things. And so look, maybe the takeaway lesson here is not that we need to find a Bible reading plan that works for us or we need to go and buy a new Bible that fits in your pocket, as good as those ideas might be. Maybe the lesson here is just to realise who it is we're listening to. King Jesus. To realise Jesus is so important and his mission to seek and save the lost is so important. But if we're not listening to him, we are drastically out of the loop. You know, we might think we're keeping up, being busy and productive, doing all of these different things we've got going on, but if we're not listening to Jesus, in actual fact, the action has gone on without us and we've been left behind. Once we realise who it is we're listening to, listening to Jesus attentively, just makes so much sense. And when we pray, maybe the takeaway lesson here is not setting our alarm 15 minutes earlier in the morning so we've got time for prayer or buying a new prayer journal, as great as those things might be. Maybe the lesson here is just to realise who it is we're praying to. Our Heavenly Father. A Father who eagerly, enthusiastically gives us what we need to be effective in Jesus' mission to seek and save the lost. A Father who's with us by his Spirit. A Father who loves us. A Father who is always good to us. And once we realise who we're praying to, then praying unashamedly and praying confidently will just make so much sense. Jesus is the King. Jesus is bringing his kingdom He is leading the rescue mission. Of course we listen to him. And God who sent him is our Heavenly Father. He's invested in the outcome of the mission. Of course we pray to him. I'll pray now. Father, all things were made by Jesus and for Jesus. Father, you've made Jesus king over all things. 
Father, please help us to appreciate the incredible privilege of listening to King Jesus. And especially so, Father, because he also laid down his life to reconcile us to you. Father, please bring many, many more people to know Jesus and be saved and forgiven. So that your name would be honoured, please. Father, please do that in Bathurst. Uh, please do that among our circles of family and friends and neighbours this year. Amen.